a lot of shit needs to get fixed in a short amount of time. And, and I'm not confident that we are going to be heading in the right direction. Abdias, welcome to the show, man. I would love to hear your initial thoughts on this match. Pues los chingazos estuvieron buenos, guys. Absolutely, man. I'm not sure if I was watching a Canelo fight or if I was watching a soccer game. Exactly. Yo, give me a bit. Let me get my tech set up and I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have, uh, you know, Braulio, if you want to, uh, you know, you've been on for a little bit, feel free to request to speak. I'll put you on if, if you have some thoughts about the match. Um, our approach here at the Cantina Mekis is exactly that, right? It's, like, it's as if we were at a bar watching the game and, you know, you have your hot take. Uh, this is a, a podcast for the people. And speaking about people, we have my co-host, Well joining us now. Curious to see if he even watched the match. He is notoriously known for for not watching matches, but I think he was watching it on Paramount. So I'd love to hear his perspective of things because you want to hear what the enemy is saying about you, right? Jaime. Yes. Sorry, I didn't catch the last part. Oh, I was just saying Something um, about the enemy. Yeah, no, I was saying, you know, I was like, how are you going to be watching the the match on Paramount, you know? But you're like, no, 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 you <laughs> you want to hear what the what the enemy is saying about us, you know? So I'm curious to see how how was that Paramount um, broadcast and what were they saying? Oh, dude, I stopped paying attention. <laughs> oh, I see. I stopped. No, they they were pretty much confirming that they've. That, you know, they said there was a change in the power dynamic of CONCACAF. Uh, and we're saying with the U.S. just has been more dominant. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say in head-to-head -head matches, that's true. But we've seen that before where, um, you know, U.S. will have Mexico's number and then vice versa. But that doesn't really mean you're the best team in the region. It just means you're better in head-to-head. Um, but yeah, they were saying that, um, and just praising Pulisic, um, Pulisic, or however you say his name. Um, no, yeah, I, I like doing that, uh, when I was able to, especially, you know, with the internet, that's, that was one of the best things because you always wondered. And so if you could get a feed, you know, like a radio feed from like in South America, Argentina, wherever, um, I'll just try to listen and see what, what they thought of the players and whatnot. Yeah, no, for sure. I know that. The, the um, most interesting, though, um, just really quick, kind of the most yeah. interesting take. And I don't know how much, how much truth there is to this, um, but like it was during halftime, and the panelists were talking about uh, their halter returning, and it was like just two females and and. Uh, uh, <laughs> Dempsey and some other guy. I don't know him. I've never seen him. And um, one of the girls was like, saying something about toxic and couldn't they do better? And and um, Dempsey's like, come on your side. And then those guys like, well, who are they going to bring? You know? And she's like, she kind of like, kind of saying, well, just anyone would be better. And he mentions how, because of, you know how the, you, how the female national team you know they lawyered up they got equal pay. pay 
yeah, so he was talking about because of equal pay, they can't afford no one. This girl's like, what do you mean they can't afford no one? He's like, yeah, they, there's no money. He's like, if Pip Guardiola would have said, you know, I'll, I'll take the job, uh, but I want 15 million, he's like, they wouldn't be able to pay him because they would have to pay the female coach the same amount. No way, man. I was like, damn, dude, if that's the case. I don't think we're going to be seeing any any like top coach coming into the US anytime soon. Not not that they ever been able to land one. They've always Ouch. had like well, they never really people pay only applied to to the players themselves, not management. Yeah. Well, but don't you what? think that would raise a question though? Like don't you think that would send them back to the courts? Not sure. Really quickly, because we have a lot of listeners hopping in. They might not be uh, fam oh, yeah. familiar with Cantina MX. So, um, you know, just to recap the match, 3-0, United States beats Mexico in Las Vegas. They secure their consecutive Nations League championship. And um, they do that without an official coach. You know, they still have interim. Uh, there is a rumor about Burhalter rejoining the United States, which is which is very interesting. So if we have any USA fans that want to chime in and give their perspective, just raise your hand and we'll give you the mic. Um, but we are, you know, mostly focused on the Mexican team and the Mexican national team. And what we saw today was probably one of the worst performances of all time that I can remember against the United States. Uh, I know we've had those legendary 2-0, 2-0 defeats, you know, in the World Cup and, and all these matches. But a 3-0, it's, it's, it, it's been a minute. And um, for those fans that are unfamiliar with what's going on in Mexico right now, it's kind of a shit show. I know Diego Coca is not the guy that we wanted. He was kind of just thrown into the mix because, you know, he, he was coaching a, a very successful team that hadn't won a title in over, you know, 70 years. He won back-to-back, -back, which doesn't happen in Mexico. But nobody really wanted this guy. And, you know, the press was already conspiring against him, already talking about plan B. And, and, and they had already grilled him before the match saying, if you lose, do you think you're out? So I feel like this is all premeditated. And I think after today, I don't see this guy getting past, like, I don't, I don't think they'll let him back fly back to Mexico after this, man. What do you think? <laughs> Wait. So, I mean, new coach for the Gold Cup? Right. So, that's another thing, too. Mexico is obligated to play on Sunday for a, th with, for a worthless third-place match. So, they're going to have to show face on Sunday in Las Vegas. I think they're in the same hotel as the States. So, there's going to be some chingazos there for sure. And after that, you got to get ready for Gold Cup. So, I don't think that the Mexican national team is going to have enough time to fire this guy and bring someone in in such a short window. But I, I don't see how they will allow him to continue after what we saw today. My dear good yep. sir, we still have our Lord and Savior, Nacho Cuadro, out there. All right? <laughs> so let's not forget about him. Well, yes, I, 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 I would absolutely love for Nacho Cuadro to come in. But but uh, <laughs> but my, my thing is this is... At this point, anything that they do, uh, that the Mexican national team does right now, is going to be a shit show. Uh, even putting in Nacho Cuadro in at this point, uh, probably better to start them fresh after after they crash and burn on this. 
Honestly, there's absolutely zero excuses. It was a bad Mex uh, a bad Mexico team that got run over by a good uh, U.S. team uh, today, and, and the score wasn't anywhere near as close as it should have been. Um, well, guys, let's start off with this. We were in a back line of three. When the fuck have you ever seen us play with that? It's been a minute. It hasn't been La Volpe. <laughs> yeah, it's been a fucking long ass time. That's not Mexico's play. And then. Now, here's my thing, right? All right, all right. The sky's falling down, chicken little, this and that. Unfortunately, I am going to take Ares de Farga by his word, which he said, it doesn't matter if we lose Nation Cup. Yo, did I, did I lose you guys? What's going on? Hello? Hello, hello, hello? Uh, I'm still here. Can you oh, hear me? Oh, yeah. Uh, it got really quiet for a sec. Sorry, I thought I lost you, guy. Keep going. Yeah, no, like I, was, like I was saying, this is the stress test. I don't think he's going to be able to make it out of the Gold Cup if he makes it into it. I think the Gold Cup is the one that's going to break him. I see. But if he wins it... Man, we ain't winning no fucking Gold Cup. But if he wins the Gold Cup... Joel, do you see any indication uh, of even being competitive in that cup? I mean, not, not from this match, but overall, the talent is there. He's not a bad coach. No, you know, a bad game could happen to anyone. I do think the pressure got to him, um, but he has a whole tournament, and it's going to be uh, the the third place game, and then the first, the group stage games. That's like four games to. You know, to right the ship. Um, but part of me did feel like like they were um, doing the proverbial, ah, proverbial. How, how do you say tender la cama in English? Shitting the bed. Uh, so make, making the bed. Do they shitting use that the bed. In English too, that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I say shitting the that. bed. No, no, but like tender la cama is a bit more. Yeah. It's almost like. I don't know, dude. I mean, not trying to take credit from the U.S., man. They look, they look hungry, dude. They look like they wanted it, dude. Remind me of uh, Mr. Three, Mr. Three, <laughs> Mr. T in Rocky Three in the first match. He was like, he's he's out for blood, dude. Um, so you see and, the U.S. doing the whole, <laughs> <laughs> and then Max, dude, Max got rid of two of their players, so. Uh, Canada should be sending a fruit basket over. Um, yeah, see, that's where the U.S. messed up, man. Is they they went they went ahead and engaged and fell for for all the bullshit uh, that uh, yeah, that, could, yeah. that could cost them. But listen, they, they look good. I didn't see I didn't see the U.S. as being a bad team. Uh, well, they haven't they haven't been a bad team. This team. I don't think they. I don't think uh, they hey, played perfectly. We have to give them. Well, we have to give them their flowers. They played well today, and. Give credit to oh. to the U.S. man. But keep in mind, even even from their own fans, this this squad has been touted as one of their most talented ever, and it's still a lot of very young players. And it um, is, I mean, you could see it now. Glad, glad you brought that now, up. You could please, yeah. yeah, yeah. They mentioned in the broadcast that the uh, average age of the U.S. men's national team is twenty three, whereas Mexico, you know, it's twenty seven, right? 
And obviously, you have some outliers in there. I'm sure Ochoa is one of the reasons why our average is a little bit higher. But, I mean, let's be honest. We were one of the oldest squads in the World Cup. That was probably one of the biggest criticisms from Tata Martino. USA was able to get past the group stage with a very young... A lot of these players, it was their first time playing in the World Cup, right? So they're really getting set up for, for success here in the next couple of years. They're obviously hosting the World Cup. They have a lot going for them. They have a lot of momentum. And with Mexico, it, it almost feels like we're, uh, you know, we're, we're actually going the opposite direction. We're, we're you know, because there is no urgency behind having to qualify, because we have the next World Cup in our backyard, in our back pocket, there's like no urgency to, to wanting to play better or to strive for, for success. I, I, you know, I, I agree about the urgency, but I, I don't see it. I see it more of like, not enough competition. You know, there's not enough competition for the position. So you're you're able to to, to stay in, in, you know, there, there's not like two or three other guys trying to take your spot. We have yeah, um, you mean you're talking about internal competition, right, Joel? So Yeah, with be, between just overall, because there's not that many Mexican players right now. Like if we if we talk about strikers. Who, you know, like who really uh, that you could say could step in and, and you know. Well, and, and again, he, 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 you know, Coca's playing with what he has, right? Martin and, and uh, Jimenez, right? Jimenez is, is younger. Uh, he'll probably be okay at some point. Uh, Martin went absolutely ice cold in the, in the playoffs with America. Yeah. So they, they played an ice cold Martin up front. To start and that's uh, a that's another thing it's like you you know he he has done a okay job of calling up certain players like Ozil right Herrera a player that used yep. to have at Atlas but you look at the, his decision to start Henry Martin over Santiago Jimenez who was Feyenoord's player of the year he was one of the top goal scorers in Europe <laughs> this boy's on fire why do you start him on the bench it makes no sense bro that was it, man. And then you bring him in on the 60th? What the fuck is happening? Yeah, dude. Uh, no, it's definitely not. It's definitely not a good look, right? I mean, it, it, yeah. It, you 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 have to start your 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 better players. Uh, right now, Martin, ice cold. He shouldn't be starting. Yeah. Let him let him work his way back in. Again, he's been he's been he's been a decent player. No knock on him, you know. I, I've knocked on him plenty over the years, but you know he'd been decent up until recently, and yeah. so you know. And but you got to put him in. Here's another the beef. Max leading goal scorer. Yeah, mm-hmm. we. Well, here's, all right, just to give you a, another beef that I have, right? Uh, real, real quick, <laughs> just to give you a. Just Hold to on, give Beto wants the floor, guys. Who does Jimenez play for? Fail, fail door. Feyenoord. He hasn't he hasn't proved himself in, in a in a top league. Just because he's in Europe, everyone likes likes riding him and stuff. But he ain't no good. He ain't, he ain't proven nothing. I don't see why he's being hyped up so much. I don't care if he's not put in or put in in the sixty six. It don't matter. He's gonna do nothing. And also, it's not the coaches. It's not the coaches' fault. The coaches aren't isn't on the field. This this Mexico team has been weak ever since the the before the World Cup. They're on a downhill. You know, the players are older. They're, they're just on a downhill generation. So, I mean, we saw this from maybe two years ago. We saw this coming. And it's going to take a new generation of young guys to come in 
and do something else. And, yeah. and that's, what, that's, what, that's, what, that's what's missing, right? Is, is that, that young generation of... But, but check this out, though. This is the one thing. This is the thing. There's been maybe one or two generations since 2002. What has changed with Cesar Montes? Zero. The same thing as Rafa Marquez. So the mentality has not changed in however many years 100%. that's been. 100% agree with you there as far as the mindset, the mentality. We still have that mental midgetry. And it's like when it comes to like boiling points, we, we can't stay cool. Rafa Marquez did in 2002. Cesar Montes did it today. Lost their fucking mind and had a stupid red card. And it's just like at that point, they own you. When you do that, they like they lost the game right there. McKinney had to take one for the for the team. He took the L, right? They ripped his jersey. They gave him a red card. But at that point, USA owned you, bro. And we haven't learned from our mistakes. And I don't know how much of this is on the players and how much of this is on Diego Coca. He did call up some decent players like, you know, Vega and, and Cordova. But I knew that they were battling injuries. They had a long season. And they weren't at 100%. So maybe he was banking on them and found out that, hey, you know, we're, we're damaged goods here. But uh, he does deserve a lot of criticism for the fact, uh, you know, these friendlies that he had, you know, warming up for this match. He called up players that he had no intention of taking to this game. And he played them. It's like, why would you do that? Why would you say, hey, like, come hang out with us? All right, cool, man. So are we going to go to Vegas? Nah. Nah, get the <laughs> go back home, bro. We just wanted you for the ride. Like, what was the point of that? It makes no sense. Um, real quick, though, we did have Braulio, who uh, has been patiently waiting. So let's give him a little bit of uh, of of time. And then I do see uh, Mahmoud uh, after. So uh, feel free to speak up, Braulio. I see you're still connecting. And uh, thanks for joining the podcast. Hello? You're on mute. Braulio's uh, set as a listener right now. All right. So in this little in-between, I'm going to take a moment and be like, hold on, hold on. So you give more value to the Liga MX uh, leading goal scorer over the guy who tied for third place in the Europa League. That's what I'm hearing. That's what Beto said. No, I'm saying they, I'm, I'm saying they both stink. They're both no good. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, out of a shit sandwich, you still have to eat something, right? Yeah, but just you don't, you don't, you don't hype up and you don't put on the player just because they're in Europe. That's Neri Castillo mentality you know we all twitching and saying at least he's in europe like dude look what are you doing in europe you're in greece you're in uh wherever i mean he's, he's in what he, where is he in Dutch league so then who would um, you bring as our starting forward in in the selection because who do we have would you want to bring back yeah, in this i'll morning? go along with it I'll, I'll go along with it i'll bring in i'll bring in Jimenez. but guess what you're not going to win games. You're not going to. He's not going to light things up. He's not going to be even be the, the level of a chicharito. It, he's just he's just another 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 average player. But we'll never know it until we give him a couple more little tours. Until we give him those chances to start like chicharito had. So I agree. Like do it, do it, do it. Give him some, give him some chances. I have no beef with it. I'm just not seeing any. I'm not going to you know get my hopes up and see any miracles happen. No, I I think Beto. I think. Uh, it, Again, like my my argument with with him starting over Martin is more so he finished the season, you know, with a little more fire than Martin. I don't, I, you know, the difference between the Dutch league and the and the Mexican league really isn't 
any, and if it is, it's not much different, right? But I think I think you're I think you're looking when you don't have that type of uh, depth in 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 a position like striker, like Mexico is having that issue with. You you want to go in with a, with a little bit of a hotter hand, and you know obviously uh, Jimenez is not Chicharito. He's not even at this point. He ain't even Borghetti, right? But uh, you know, I, that that's sort of my argument. I don't think it has anything to do with leagues or anything like that. But I do I do hear what you're saying in in that the media and press are probably going to hype that up and and say, you know, why didn't you play the European guy and blah 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 and then the narrative will be that by by some of the fans because they heard it on football picante i think another, i think another issue that i had was that antuna starts see, i really see him as a super sub where you bring that guy in with tired uh, when there's tired legs man pinch yeah. and you know, uh, dude with big ass teeth man i swear uh, i want to knock those out but go ahead Braulio. looks, you, looks you like uh ready. looks like brother's yeah. ready to join hey man welcome to the podcast thanks for hopping on Yes, so I pretty much knew how the game was going to go once I saw that lineup. But it's been, what, like four years since we last beat the USA, if I'm not wrong. And you could just tell, like, overall, like, the situation is getting pretty bad when we're having to uh, fight for dual Nats from Texas or L.A. and things like that. You know, like, who do we... I can't remember who he got recently. Um, well, was it Efrain you know, Alvarez? Yeah, just players like that, or even like now they're talking about trying to get um, Quinones. That guy from yes, Quinones, him. Like just little things like that shows honestly how desperate we're getting. Uh, I just don't really see the national team getting that far. I feel like I've been pretty much watching Mexico since 2014. But I really feel like the downfall started when we lost to Chile in 2016-7-0. I just haven't really seen much from Mexico since then. Hey, man. Um, what a time for you to pick watching the national team. 2014 was brutal. I mean, we, we got to the World Cup. We were literally the last country to qualify for the World Cup that year. Yeah. And it was, I just, remember. It was the, in the middle of, like, the worst, right? So... Yeah, that actually but, but that that World Cup was one of Mexico's best World Cups. Yeah, but the thing is, I remember my brothers watching uh, that Raul Jimenez bicycle kick, but they told me that we were playing like garbage around yeah. those qualifiers. And oh, yeah. That's when I started watching after that. But, I see. Yeah, yeah but, but the I World Cup, was the it was one of the best played. I mean, yeah, no, that was like the oh. highest... That was probably the best we ever played. And after that, it just, I mean, 2015 Gold Cup was okay. But then you saw, like, how Herrera coached us and all that. I didn't really like all that. But I really feel like the downfall started in 2016 and then on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, you're not wrong. We really haven't seen much change in a decade. Shit, you can even go back 20 years, right? Like, Mexico is a very consistent country where they do qualify to the world cup they just can't get past the round of 16 and they're in a very comfortable position right we're in a we're in a federation where it's you can literally like pass with a d plus like the the competition is not good enough 
for us to to get compromised at any point. Like we're still going to qualify to a World Cup, and we also have a very unique situation where we can sell out these these games in that in in the United States. We 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 play more games in the United States than we do in our own country, right? So it's like a very unique situation where like the cash cow for the Concacaf region. And we're just being exploited, you know. And the saddest part is, is that everyone's getting going along with it because they're deep in their pockets. Everyone's getting their cut, so no one really cares about the actual product on the field because we're lining up our pockets with money, and it's we're starting to see the repercussions of that. Well, I I think, but see, the, the for me the problem with the national team is not playing moleros in the U.S. It comes down to the Mexican league. So I don't, I, we're talking about downfall and you're saying the Chile game, not, not so much because of the Chile game. Um, it, it was more to do with the league when they, when they started adding more and more foreigners. And, and now you, you went from three and four or four and five to eight or nine. And I mean, so think about how many when you add that many foreigners per team, think how many Mexicans that leaves out of the league in that year. Think how many Mexican players in 10 years, how many, like if you add up, that's a lot of players that were just like, you know, pushed to the side. And and I like using this example, and I'm gonna keep using it with, um, damn, Ramoncito Morales, he was, he was one of the players that Chivas bought from Monterrey. He wasn't even really known. They brought him in as, as you know, backup. He ended up becoming a, a, you know, very good player. Went on to go play World Cups and everything. So how many players like Ramon Morales have washed out? Because, you know, the league said, okay, we're going to go with more foreigners. And I think that's that's one of the things we've been seeing happening where it's like, uh, especially if you're a Chivas fan, you should see it the most, how hard it is for them to get a Mexican player. They're lucky if they get one, you know? When before they were able to buy four or five, now they, they're stuck with one. Um, and so that trickles down all the way to the Mexican national team where it's like, there's just not that much talent, you know, to compete for for um, for positions, not just in the club, but also positions in the national team. And and you end up with someone like Jimenez still being called up and other players that are cold because there's kind of almost no one else. There's very, very little competition. And I, I think the league, they, they finally realized it, but it's going to take a while. So what the new changes they did with second division being pretty much the way they structured it so they could be more Mexican players, I think we're going to start seeing that, but it, it'll take maybe... I don't know, two or three years to see, to see, um, you know, those results. Yeah. 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 Hey, I wanted to bring up real quick on <clears throat> on Bralio's point. Um, I think also it has to do like with generations. So when, when Mexico almost didn't make the world cup that one year, uh, they had like their top, that was like their golden generation. Chicharito deal and all those guys were, were like coming up. Um, they were just divas at the point. Wait, wait, Chick, Chick is Chick is really quick. Yeah. Because I, I have a I have a crack with that. And see, this was the media because the media called it 
golden generation for winning an under 15 World Cup. That's, yeah, yeah. Dude, come on. That's so exaggerated. And I think that's one of the problems okay. we see with Mexico and with, no, I'm not, you know, I'm just using that as an example, but you see it with the fans because they create these really high expectations. And it's like, well, you know, okay. so, so, mis yeah, misleads that's... fans. But, but you're, you're right, though. Your, your take is still right about that. That was yeah, supposed that's... to be the golden generation. Let the man cook, Joel. <laughs> yeah, is, he raised a great point. He never that joins anymore. You got to let him talk. Go ahead, Beto. That, that is the golden generation. Okay, so yeah, I'll agree that's an exaggeration, the golden generation. Let's just say it's a top, what is one of the top generations. Um, good amount of youth, like you were saying, maybe they had that opportunity from the World Cup. Um, Chicharito came up in Chivas and all that. So, so your point is, is valid, but also I think the generational point. And we're like on a, so those players are all sort of like getting to that older point, but a new crop of younger players hasn't crop, hasn't came up. Um, probably because of what you mentioned about the foreigners and everything. And so that's what we're trying to climb out of. We're at this low point where I think a couple of world's world cup cycles ago, everyone in contact half was at that point, Honduras, Guatemala, maybe the U S yeah. Rica. And Mexico was at the top. That's how, that's how they, they struggled a little bit. I think they tied with U.S. or something. Um, but now Mexico's on the down on the downhill, and we just need to get that crop of players to come back up. And I don't see that happening um, as as impactful as before, especially with the U.S. who's on the top. Like they got all their good young players. I think they were hindered because of the Gio Reyna beef that was going on in the World Cup, so they didn't have the best World Cup last time. But this time. With these younger players, if they can get them all, the, all together, um, that, they should be a pretty good team. You, you raised a, a quick point, uh, Chiquis, really quick on the, you know, how other teams in the region, and you kind of saw it. So this was when the time Osorio was coach. And then with some of the teams also with, with La Volpe, and so when, when the media talks about, oh, pasamos caminando, and then they expect to always have those type of results against some of these teams and and, and I, I think the media does a disservice when they don't they don't let the people know oh this is this is a pretty weak team compared to how strong they can be one thing so, um i want to address you know i was there two years ago covering the gold cup final right uh over there in vegas and one thing that I can tell you is a lot of the people that attend these matches, they're coming from very long places. Not all of them live in Nevada. People drive out from all kinds of places oh, yeah. in the States for these matches. And it's just like a, an embarrassment. You know, it's like, you, you know, people earn their, you know, spent their, their honest money to watch this shit. Like I would request a refund, dude. If I went to that game, man, it's just, it's embarrassing. <laughs> But Jaime, it's buying a ticket. It's not a guarantee for a spectacle. I know, but you you want to be entertained, go to the circus, dude. And I, I, I think I mean I get it traveling because uh opportunities a lot of people are gonna have to watch national team in person, maybe once a year, maybe once every three years. So they, they'll they'll do that sacrifice. Um but I mean, dude, it's the, the prices are paying. I just wouldn't. It's, 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 
you, you know, it's, it's crazy how much money they will spend for a game. Yeah, no, I, I'm saying, man, it's, um, you know, we get to go in as press, right? So we don't know. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine how much it takes for today, but it's like, what a, what a terrible experience, right? Like you see your team lose three zero and then they're, they're back on Sunday for a, a mean, meaningless third place match. And but just parking is like $50. And you, you know, it's crazy that despite like the USA advancing to the final, they, they, uh, Mexico was able to bring them down to their level and, and get a few red cards. So, you know, they're going to be at a disadvantage on Sunday. And Mexico's like, haha, you know, you guys have this final to play against Canada with like without some of your, you know, players. And for us, it's like we had already lost. You guys were stupid for falling for our trap. But man, they don't have time to adapt, man. Uh the Okoka, if if they allow him to stay after this, it it I mean the the, the leash was already short, but any indications of, of of failure in the gold cup, there's no way. There's no way, man. I, I cannot see him surviving this summer. What's four, is, four games? Uh, the thing is, though, firing him isn't going to make a difference because the standards are, the standards are only going to drop from here on out with the next World Cups now being 48 teams. We're going to qualify every time now. So I really don't see much changing from here on out because we're just going to keep making every World Cup. I really feel like, I mean, we're already we're automatically into the next World Cup, aren't we? Yeah. Well, even in 2030, we're still going to make it if there's 48 teams. Sorry, that's my brother. Oh, it's all good. Yeah. Now, here's the one. Here's the one thing that I'll say is we keep saying that it was a terrible performance and this and that. I, myself, as a Mexican, as someone who's here for El Desmadre, I fucking loved it, all right? Yeah, <laughs> I spent my I, money I, like honestly, a Super Bowl. There was chingazos. There was beer thrown. They shouted puto multiple times. Come on, man. What do you want? It was the rivalry match that we all wanted to see, and it played out that way. It just so happened that nosotros no metieron la vergüenza. It's just gotten to the point now where I just watch it just for the chaos, bro. Like once that ref ended the match, I was just hoping, like, well, I hope they lay the hammer down on us. Like, I want to see if they'll actually go through with, like, if they punish us by like placing they're a ban not on us. brave enough. But they're dude. not gonna do that. Yeah, they don't have the balls they, to do it. They don't. They, just they the don't. Game. You they'll fucking gave the, the World Cup to Qatar. Yeah, exactly. Hypocrites. Uh, this is my this is my kind of conversation, man. I was loving it. Like the MVP of this match was the ref. He was like he could have yes. stopped that game. He could have stopped that game and like avoided the final, the final um, grito. But he let it roll, man. He said, "Okay, if they're gonna do it, which they were, they were already prepping for the grito." And he let it roll, and then they did it, and then he stopped the game. I was like, "Man, you dumb! You just, you just made the finale of that match Bro, right there." I um, he added those twelve minutes too. He was asking for it. Bro, those are just twelve puto minutes nonstop. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mentioned this earlier, but I will say that they need to stop having Central American refs, you know, for these USA-Mexico matches because they don't know how to handle, they don't know how to control the game. We need a neutral. We need someone from Switzerland. We need someone, uh, uh, you know, a referee that's not from this from this region because, like, I'm sorry, man, the, the, the refereeing here in Coca-Cola is absolute trash. 
And for some reason, when it's a Mexico-USA match, they always pick someone that's just like a little bit too close to home. You know what I mean? Like we have a rivalry with with El Salvador and, and Guatemala and all these all these Central American countries, and I don't think they are a hundred percent like agnostic. I think they do have their biases and their 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 preferences, and they te- they tend to sway a certain way. Is all I'm saying. But well, uh, with that being said, yep. did Antuna target Reina on that hit? Was it a targeted hit where he busted up his nose and everything? I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't catch that part. Was that towards the end of the match? No, that would have. I think that was like the beginning of the second half. Oh. Um. There was a moment where they were going up for a disputed ball. Antuna kind of looks like it's targeting, right? Like he's going more towards the player for the ball, but Reina smashes himself against Antuna's shoulder, and there's like mole and everything pouring yeah. out. And that was that was the beginning of when things started getting really chippy. Real quick, we have our number one fan joining us, Ricardo. Welcome to the podcast. Glad you're able to hop on. And boy, I have a question for you, but you have the floor. <laughs> he had that in the chamber for a month, bro. He's been waiting to play that song. Gentlemen, how's it going? What's up, man? Welcome. Not not too good. <laughs> not not too good. La pregunta es necia. I for one, I'm very happy because I'm on team. Burn it all down. I could I've been disillusioned with this with this team since even the World Cup started. Like like if you take uh if you take a look at the how the US they missed that World Cup and no one blinked an eye because no one gives a shit about soccer in the US. <laughs> but uh, but their generational shift of players, they they took what they took a way too long to change those players right and they ended up missing out on that world cup and mexico got away with that for the last two world cups because i think the it was pretty much the same base of players for the russia and uh what was the one before Qatar. That, uh, oh Qatar. Uh, brazil mean yeah yeah there you go if you t- if you if you look at those rosters pretty much the same base and mexico got away with that and i think they're like in, like one of my in my favorite movies in The Water Boy, the chickens are coming to home the roost, Bobby Boucher. Because <laughs> <laughs> these players, they w- one of my main gripes when even when I first called into this show, because I am the number one fan, and no one can take that away from me, <laughs> is that these the Mexican players. Because if you take a look at a couple of those goals, that second goal is pretty much a little. It was more, it was more of a uh, a race than actual football. I mean, the cross. I mean, and what I mean by that is that these Mexican players, they're so out of shape, because all they do in Mexico, they everyone is uh, washing their balls, telling them how great they are, <laughs> and you know, and after the game, they're they're out drinking, they're out with the nalgonas, 
they're 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 having a good time. They're making they're making uh, <laughs> appearances with Peso Pluma. Yeah, man, it's life is good in Mexico. Pretty much, but what I'm trying to get at is uh this these Mexico players they don't like I I seen this coming since the last two World Cups. There's no bad hombres. There's a bunch of divas. A bunch of players that I know it's cliche to say, but none of them have any attitude, any web. I know football is more than huevos. Character, you mean? There you go, bingo. You, good word. They don't have that. They don't have a presence to them. Like if you go back to to the past World Cups, there was always Rafa Marquez, old yeah. Rafa Marquez, but he was there to anchor the defense, even though we always ended up getting pork, right? We always had a protagonist, you know, Quao, you know, we've had players like exactly. that. I think the only one from the last guard, from the old guard, rather, was Guardado when he announced his retirement from the national team. Mm-hmm. And you, you look at this team, who, who, are you, who are you looking at in this team and pointing and saying, I'm the oh, captain, he, yeah. He, he's the captain, he's the bad hombre yeah. Trump warned me about. Who, like, who, <laughs> like which one? <laughs> Hey, all right. I got to call you out, Ricardo, because I saw a common denominator at these goals that Mexico received tonight, and they all have a certain stench to them. They're all players from America, man. You know, Jorge Sanchez on that first goal, that's all him. And, you know, the Coladera Ochoa, man. So a lot of your players were out there tonight, bro, and they look like ass. America doesn't take credit for Jorge Sanchez, man. He's Santos. <laughs> always got the excuses ready, man. Oh, you're quick. Always, always. Well, the coladera, I'll give you that. He's, I mean, people keep a, keep a. He has good. He has excellent press in the media. Everyone's keeps saying, "Oh, he's gonna be the next 2026." It's him. No one else. 2026 is him. But you see him move around uh, in the in the po- in the under under the post, he's old, man. He's slow. He's old. He doesn't have it anymore. He's never been good at coming out. You know what I mean? And that was yeah. you saw that evident today. He has great reflexes when the you know the shots are coming near him, but for other things, bro, it's just like this guy's not it. And unfortunately, we don't really have any any other like next in kin, right? You don't look at any anybody on the bench saying, "Oh, this guy's gonna bench Ochoa." No, not even close, dude. No. And I mean, are you hoping for what is that guy's name? Walden? Wally. Wally? Where's Wally? Wally. Maybe Wally. Wally can step up, dude. Yeah. um, That's a now, makes you pass. That's a discussion for another podcast, but (laughs) hey dude, you you never know. He has a good season. Our sporting director is finding the um the cheat codes, trying to find anyone that's associated with Mexico. Maybe they they crossed the they, vacation. They went to Hong Kong for a weekend. Hey, he's he's eligible to play for Chivas, man. He was in Mexico. He's vacation. Mexican. Yeah. He went to spring break in Acapulco. But, yeah. Yeah. He no, drank for the sure. Corona. Quiere gancito. Yeah. Oh, dude. He put it in the freezer. He's okay in my. Bro, but like, all right, dude. Israel Reyes, dude. Also a Medica player. Fucking trash, dude. Trash bag today. Hey, but I, I, there's a perfectly good explanation for that. He's a. Uh, He's uh he's uh fooling around with that with that star fucker, that girl that plays for Liga MX. Um, all I know is uh Osvaldo Sanchez had a very inappropriate comment about 
Oh, that was about a a, a love triangle between Reyes <laughs> and some other who's other guy involved. I don't and know. Very unprofessional, man. Kevin was... Alvarez. Kevin Alvarez. I guess they bang the same chick, and yeah, it's like, oh yeah, Kevin Alvarez moves well on and off the pitch with uh, this girl. Like, damn, that's messed up, bro. Um, Jaime Rook, but you know, yeah. uh, the last time that happened with America teammates, America won two titles, man. So I'm all for it. Yay. Once, <laughs> you know, I remember everybody was backlashing uh, uh, Wesley Schneider because he said that Sanchez is not a great defender. He only knows how to pl- uh, pass the ball laterally or, or behind. And, you know, at the time, everybody in Mexico was like, oh, you're such a hater or whatever. But the dude's spitting facts, bro. <laughs> you want an apology? But who, but who would you replace him with, Jaime? This, these are like the best guys. Mosul. Yeah. I would take Mosul. Yeah, totally. Mosul had, had a great... defensive liability, man. I know Mosul's a hothead, and I know part of him kind of getting blacklisted from the national team was because he was part of the pre-Olympic process, and then they told him last minute that he was not going to go to the Olympics. He had a bitch fit. He has been called back from the national team since. We got him on a discount because of that because he was at Pumas. So I don't know, man. I think he's blacklisted from the national team. You look at Pocho, right, from Chivas. He's He's been um, blacklisted from the national team. You had uh, Orozco, who had an incredible, like, playoff Ligia didn't get called up right so I don't know man Chivas had a great run there should have been more Chivas out there tonight and I bet you we wouldn't have lost 3-0 it's incredible how scoring a goal against America makes you European bound makes you worth 15 million dollars makes you like forget the rest of the season when he was garbage just let's just focus on the America goal because that's that's what counts but a it's not Pocho Guzman, Jaime. It's Polvo Guzman. Polvo. Everyone knows why they, that guy doesn't show up. Ooh, that's they a very... Bro, you got these written down somewhere. That is a very good... I like that. Hey, who, who is he going to sit? Like, who would you start him over? Because in Chivas, they played him as a false nine, as a wing back, as a coach, as a, as a goalie. When they put him in false nine, that's when he, he went down, right? I would put him straight put in the midfield. I would have I would have put him in the midfield today. Yeah. He's not a difference maker. He's a choker. Look what happened against Tigres. Yeah, but I mean, it's not just on him, bro. It was it was on honestly, Alexis Vega deserves more criticism. He got subbed out in the 60th minute. He didn't even show up today. I know he's battling some injuries. It is what it is, but how long is this guy going to battle injuries? They've been saying this for like two years now, man. It's un puerco. You know, you know what it is, Ricardo? It's something that you were talking about earlier. And, and, and I think when you look at some of the... Uh, you you look at the difference between the U.S. national team and the Mexican national team is that you're... The U.S. national team, you have professional athletes, right? Whereas in Mexico, you have good players that like to go hit up the... Uh, the bars and, and and all that stuff, man. There, there's no professionalism there, man. So a guy like Alexis Vega, his, his ass is just going to continue to expand, you know, because he doesn't he doesn't care enough. He's he's a star in Mexico and he's making a lot of money. That's a good point, Colo. It is common with a lot of Mexican players that they don't they don't take that you know that aspect of the match more serious and, and we see it with like trophies 
who has a lot of talent, which I think it's the type of player the Mex national team needs. But I would show up to Chivas camp overweight. Yeah. And, and then, then during the season, you know, just be in all type of, you know, scandals. Yeah. No, there's 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 some there's some good talent. The problem is that they don't they don't take their craft seriously, right? And so, and so that that's sort of the problem. You know, trophies. Uh, what was it? I don't know how how he did this past season, but the season before, under Almada, less distractions, and and I don't know if Almada knew how to get into his head, but dude had a good seat had had a good season that that that, that season, and I don't know how he did this last one, but. You're not hearing like a, a whole lot of bad crap yeah. about the guy, but again, it, it 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 the problem with the Mexican players is it's too late when they figure it out sometimes. Um, so yeah, no, I, I just really think it's a lack of professionalism. And Colo, I'm I'm gonna bring it back to this what I was saying. When when you, the less competition, the more you could you can you know relax. You know, oh. because it's like if you're a Chihuahua, do you know? Like, look, look how long trophies was able to stay. They, oh, that's yeah. a player they should have gotten rid of a long time ago, but they just couldn't replace him. So he ended up there like a decade. S- same with that guy. Uh, what's his name? The Saldivar. That guy was there for like 20 years, right? He had like 10 goals. <laughs> I think he, he, I think it's a tie between Chapo Sanchez and uh, Isaac Brizuela. I think those guys have been have been with the team for over a decade now. So Levi and Mike, he had some bad luck. Hope I'm not confusing him. You know when no, he had that, that right. pretty good. He had that one good season, and they sent him to Monterrey. Yeah, Monterrey. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they even request him. They weren't even going to use him. It's almost like they were trolling Chivas. Like, we'll, we'll sell you this player, but give us your best striker. <laughs> hey, <bro. laughs> which was, which is really quick. And it was like a stupid ass move because it was like, it was a, a lone switch, right? They send that tronco from, he used to be an Atlas, really tall guy. I Madrigal. forget his name. Yes, yeah, Madrigal, like six foot five. And uh, he's like, we'll send you this guy. Certified and tronco. Was, I don't know who could have been Pelias. I'll give you guys that one. They just, yeah, they signed on it, and I don't know, man. That was just... It was a weird time. I think Cardoso was coaching at the time, and yeah, discarded him or something. But um, yeah, you know, as far as today, I, I want to ask you guys uh, a question. You know, has the gap closed? Is the United States now considered our equals, or is this just like a, a bad time for United for, for Mexico? Like you can't discount that that you know, uh, I don't know who it was that was that was saying that. Uh, you know, I know I've always said that it's cyclical, right? Yeah. The, the, the situation. Me, me cool. uh, but 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 the, the 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 issue right now is that it's not looking like a cycle because because Mexico's not producing. There's yeah. No depth, there's no competition. There's, there's no extra players, right? And to add, Canada's kind of gotten, and I, I don't know if they're, it, it's just going to be a single generation, but they're doing pretty well. US, U.S. has a lot of depth, and they're continuing to produce, right? And they're young. And they're young. So 
if this is a cyclical thing, this is going to be a long ass cycle until Mexico gets get, get, gets things going. I know that this new person in charge of the, I'm guessing it's the 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 FMF or, or, or national team or whatever, uh, is talking big right now about how they're letting them be the say all, do all, and and uh, the sporting part of it is, is coming first. I know, you know, we're you know. To me, it's what's it's a lot of lip service until I see something happening, right? What's the league? It's the league. That that's where we're gonna see the players coming in, right? Um, that that second division, and again, it's gonna take two three years, yeah, to, to start seeing results. Because uh, you know, in my opinion, it's gonna be the younger guys because mm-hmm. you're gonna see kids that are like 17, 18. So like in three years, they're like in their early twenties, and by that point, they already maybe made a jump into first division mm-hmm. or or we're like a star player that's also what we need to see more of like players that are like the star players of their teams and and you don't see that um you know Carlos talking about the bad hombres that's part of it you don't and again because of so many foreigners but you go back to like the 90s every mexican team had like a pretty good mexican player yeah, yeah, you could go team by team and you had, you know, you had an alpha, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Simple uh, as that, you need, you need an alpha, an alpha on, your, on your squad, right? Someone who's going to throw that, that team on their shoulders, and again, like, you know, I harken back to, uh, like, yeah, no, I, I harken back to the demo, even. Even in his advanced age in 2010, man. That, he ended up where? Veracruz and uh, where was he? Santos? Well, so, like, was there. Yeah, and he didn't give a damn. And, and, and he, you know, he came in as a sub, played his minutes, but be damned if the, if the team didn't... Uh, you know, respect his ass on the field, <laughs> and, and that's that's what you need, man. You need that that that, that man that that is carrying, you know, the heavy set, man. <laughs> yeah, and you need professionals. Hi, man. What's up? To answer your question on the national team, yes. On the regarding the leagues, no. Because I'm very disappointed with you guys, man. <laughs> oh, damn. Last week, I mean, the was was it the week before? I was listening to you guys talk about how uh, M, how the 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 blood in blood out FC lost to lost to Leon yeah. in the Concacaf final. Like, like not enough was made about how these guys choked, <laughs> were dominated, they were slapped around. They they were port like Le- Leon owned those guys, and you saw the media the the same the the same things they were saying before when when the, that trash Pumas team lost to to the Seattle whatever they're called they they weren't Chiki, saying, listening. they weren't saying the same oh is Cheeky's here no oh. oh, but the media, the me, it's the media's fault because Harvard should do an investigation of how Liga and Mex, should, like, like, 
how they shit on their own product and they still they're surprised how people how people don't respond to what they want because these guys want they want um thousand dollar uh season ticket holders in a third world country like mexico but then they look at they look at the mls and they want to copy that and then you got a shitty team like leon I mean, not shitty, because they're a good team and they have a good history. They got a poor team like Leon dominating those Cholos, because LAFC, all their fans are Cholos. Every <laughs> single one of them. And, you, and if you're an LA, LAFC fan, your team is smaller than Veracruz, is smaller than Puebla, <laughs> is smaller than the extinct. They're worth a billion dollars, dog. And and they got porked by Leon. That's hey. Now that you mentioned that that loser coach with the Chorizolo, oh. Chorizolo or whatever his name is, <laughs> Chorizolo. Yeah, Chirulo. That guy's a loser, man. A certified loser scrub coach for saying what he yeah, said after that. Right hey, I actually thanks for reminding me. How were you feeling this week with the rumors of Berhalter coaching Club America? Oh, I'll. I'll they're gonna have to find me under a tree hanging somewhere, man. I was about to. <laughs> when I luckily it's not him, cause cause I'm cause that dork is that guy's claim to fame was bunkering against Mexico twice and into horrible games and getting completely dominated by the Netherlands in the World Cup. No one says that, but it's the truth. And somehow he's he's some Bielsa Bianchi. The uh the bosque mixture all all in one, but that guy's a loser too. I'm glad it's that Brazilian guy from San Luis. He's gonna bring us the 18. I am absolutely convinced. The 18. I'm yeah, the 18 title, man. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm convinced that like anybody on Twitter can make up a rumor, and now it's like being passed up as real news. It, it literally just happened right now. I shared the tweet with you guys. There was a fake account saying that you know there was a fight after the after the match and and david ficuson is already saying it on live television that this happened but it was it was totally a, a false rumor um it just goes to show man misinformation uh we do have charles the great wanting to hop on we'll give you the floor thanks for joining cantina mex football podcast welcome to the show you're on mute Um, Charles the Great can't figure out his mic situation. We'll continue to speak, but, you know, if you get it figured out, just, uh, you know, feel free to speak up. But, yeah, man, with Greg Borhalter coming to Club America, I don't know. You, 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 oh, you there you go. Can, you can hear me? Yeah. Yes. Welcome. The problem of Mexico team is not the player. Is the uh, all all the all the people that make the money in the team? Is all the people that say this player can play and this player not play? And the head coach, I love the and the NFL and. 
in Mexico, the head coach, the selection of head coach is different. The head coach put the teams that have more money. The money is the first one. Today, the result is the people that have money, have money. And the people that follow the game and want the team, our national team, won, is frustrated. frustrated. This is the difference of the league. This is the difference of the last 30 years in the soccer football in Mexico. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's kind of one of those things that are pretty obvious now. There's a lot of money being involved with the national team, and a lot of people are starting to realize uh, how they can take advantage of the popularity of, of the team here in the United States. That's why we have so many friendlies here. That's why all the tournaments are here. You know, we are a, a business at this point. It's it's no longer sport. We are a business. And but it's always been, though. It, but I think since like, it became professional, it, it's always been a business because it's. But was it ever this money? Was it ever this profitable? Yeah. Though? Well, I mean, Mexico has become very, very profitable going back maybe the last. I don't know, probably going back to the 90s where they started becoming one of the most profitable and even wealthiest national teams. Uh, and to maintain themselves top 15, 30 years, that's, you know, I, I think that's been, for Mexican fans, a frustration where they want to be more in, in the top 10. But it's, it's um, we, we don't have a top 10 league, you know, to, to be top 10. I think we're like almost uh, kind of the cusps, but not, not exactly. What do you What do you mean, Messi isn't going to make us a top five league? <laughs> what do you mean us? Well, that's what the media is saying that Liga MX is gonna is gonna pour from the same from the same uh, is gonna pour from the same well as MLS I'm because Messi. Yeah. Well, eventually they will. Yeah. Nah, I'm, that's not gonna I'm, happen. I'm man. still trying to find a. <laughs> I, I, I asked this, I, you know, I asked this question on Twitter, you know, after the announcement of Messi, you know, joining the MLS, which is still not official official. Yeah, they're still trying to iron out the details. How does this benefit Mexico? How can we leverage this? And I don't I don't really see us benefiting from this, except for the handful of games where, you know, Inter Miami will play against Liga Mekis teams, you know, and, and Abdias. Abdias is going to have the the opportunity with Cruz Azul to to have that first match against Messi, and that's going to you know. Mero, papa. Aquí mero, todos los ojos están aquí. Everyone's <laughs> watching now. The, 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 so the what that league. does is, like you were going to say, League's Cup, uh, Concacaf Champions, all of these things that we've been bitching about. That there's no prestige. Why are we doing it? Nobody watches. We don't give a fuck. Here it is now. The televising deals are going to start coming in. The advertising, all of yep. it. 
So we're the way that we're going to benefit is the fact that we're going to ride in on coattails. That's it. We're going to coast in and just kind of reap that money. That's that's how we're going to do it, right? Because even Messi coming over still proves that the MLS is nothing more than a retirement league. Yep. Facts. The leagues, I, I can talk. Yeah. The, the, thank, thank you, sir. The league MX... The better for the league MX and the national team of Mexico is go to the South American Cup. But the television um, the television that work in Mexico doesn't like it because it's not money for Mexico go to the MLS in a competition is only for make money it's very good see play Messi but not is for the real sport good for Mexico. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, no? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, yep. And this is the only way I, I see this working out for Mexico, right? Because now that Messi's over here in North America... You know Comebol is going to make an effort to invite MLS to Copa Libertadores. And if they decide to do that, there's no way in hell Liga Mekis is not going to try and squeeze in and, like you mentioned, Abdias, ride the coattails of that. So, you know, if Messi coming to the States means that they get invited to Comebol tournaments, then I can see this panning out. But, I mean, that's a huge reach, right? What we do know is that Copa America will be here in the United States next year. So we do have that going on. And maybe when that happens, there'll, there'll also be whisperings or negotiations being done about the possibility of either going to Libertadores or, hey, we're now the cool kids on the block. Why don't we invite Comebol to our Champions Cup, right? That, so I that's could, what's most likely to happen there, Huh? The, the the national the, the national clubs in Mexico in the better uh, times are much better than the U.S. teams. Yeah. The, the 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 real team of Chivas, America, Tigres, Monterrey, is very much better than the the MLS have with all the stars with all the the uh, franchise players that have. But the difference is in Mexico, Televisa, the last 40 years, and TV Azteca, the last 10 years, make only money. Doesn't have the intention to make Mexico goes 
to win a World Cup. Doesn't matter. These enterprises only want make mm, anuncios, no sé cómo se diga. Merchandising only does merchandise only merchandise only that's all. But yeah, you need but you need the money in US in US is different. In US is all is money, all is business, all is merchandise, but the relation with the sport impact are the same in Mexico no yeah well because the difference is that in the US soccer football has a huge disconnect from the nation it doesn't move the masses like it does in Mexico it's not a passionate sport so It's not on the same level. And let's not forget, when we go to the stadium here in the U.S., it's because it's I have disposable income. It's because I'm going to do this fun thing that I don't give a fuck about. Yeah. Or I'm really yeah. going to get drunk and engage in modern values. <laughs> that's true. That's the only yeah. way I'm going. Yeah. Uh, so that's the difference. Now, one of the reasons why we left Comebol, right, we left Libertadores, is because we, were, we no longer had the advertising rights to it. We weren't there anymore. Then... Now, Comebol is coming well, wait, to wait, there's, 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 there's also, there was well, a big a push from CONCACAF. And all that. Yeah, but there like, was. There was a big push from, from CONCACAF to keep Mexico away. You know, they were like, we need to use Mexico to, for the tournaments that are CONCACAF and make sure that, that they have their best teams and players in these tournaments. And then that's when they said for Copa America. Or you can only take the under 23. And then, yep. and, and and then, then even for, for Libertadores, you can't send your best team to Libertadores. has to so be the bottom, the bottom team. When I'm sending my reserves, you mean Coca-Cola still wants to pay for my halftime spot? They don't. They don't care about that. So that's how the money started moving away. Now, the thing is, the champions of Copa Sudamericana are going to come play in the uh, CONCACAF Champions League. So, Comebol is already coming to us. Yeah. That, yeah, because they, they don't, they don't have money. I disagree. That's only going to happen as long as Messi's here. As soon as he's gone, nah, all dude. that's going to end. All of it. Mm. That was announced before Messi came over. Yeah. Yeah, um, they've been, they've been trying to... has been trying to get Mexico back in Libertadores since they left. Other ad revenue in the U.S. See, the money's here. The money's in the U.S. The, the, the major money you can make. But the, the, the main thing we all have to keep in mind is that soccer is more like a hobby and you're, you're more going to lose money than make money, especially for clubs. So the majority of the clubs, they're in the red. And you see it where, like, even, like, Barcelona, like, going in debt. And you see all these big teams in Europe that are, They're owned by foreigners. They're owned by oil money. And how how did foreigner come in? Because because they didn't have money. You know those clubs weren't able to compete. And so someone else came in, 
they bought the team. It's not even owned by people from the same country. So that, that's I I I understand the, the criticism about like in Mexico how it's seen more as a business, but because it is, you know, ultimately it is, and you need you need money to pay for everything. Um, and I think as fans, we don't really think about all that. You know, all the cost of, of just maintaining the field, maintaining a stadium, uh, paying you know all the staff not just not just the manager and the players but coaches and and securities and and you know the, the podologas it's it's a lot of people and it's a lot of money and and we've we were seeing it uh before Liga MX got rid of uh they got rid of uh, the censo and the censo they, they got rid of the relegation but we were seeing all these teams that were struggling to stay in first division that couldn't even pay players it's, it's embarrassing to see, you know, how Jogos Jaguares, Veracruz. Um, Wap. Yeah. Yeah, Robos, Buap. And they're owing money to players for, for weeks or months. And, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's pretty tough, man, to, to keep the team. So you, you really can't blame Max for staying in this region when there's, like, the potential to make way more money. And I know it does come at the cost of Mexico competitively will be better off in South America. They would, they honestly would, but at the same time, it, it catch 22, you need money to compete, you know, and, and the only way you make money is going to be over here. Real so, quick. Yeah. Real quick. Um, we do have uh, number one first, Charles, thanks for hopping on. We hope to see you again on, on the podcast. We do have uh, a few people wanting to speak and uh, Ramiro, you have the floor. Thanks for, for joining. Uh, thanks for having me, man. I just want to talk about the U.S. team again. Um, they're they're not that good. They're not that good. Sergio Des could not get one minute with AC Milan. Uh, McKenny, you ask any Leeds fan, he's the worst player on their relegated team. Uh, we had zero goals this year. Pulisic couldn't even play for Chelsea on the worst Chelsea team in years. This team is. <laughs> Is they're not good, but when you put them together, they perform because they've had consistency. That's something Mexico doesn't have. I mean, we were training with players that started to, that didn't start today. We were training with them earlier. Like that, that's what we're missing. We're missing that consistency. The U.S. team is is not that good. And and all right, let me let me play the devil's advocate. Right, we still lost to them three zero. So where does that leave us? That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. They have that consistency. That, like, if you watch them, like, they know what diagonal run to make. They're they're hitting those passes. That, this is all stuff that they trained on. They 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 defend as a team. They block. They know when to move. That's and and if you watch Mexico play, they they don't know who the hell to guard. Like, so, so then I think you have to concede that individually they're not that good, but as a team, exactly, they are well, pretty good. But as a that's team, they I, are pretty good. They are as a team, and that's what I'm trying to say is individually we're not you know they're not way ahead of us we, we're there with them we just we we're missing that consistency we're missing that coach that we haven't had i mean that's all we're i mean diego coca and that, that five two three and five three two that shit's a mess hey, and let's be honest all these conquer all these conquer crap teams Whenever they play Mexico, they grow, man. They turn into, they turn into Milan. They turn into Manchester City. They, like, yeah. They see fire. They get fire in their eyes when they see Mexico. You oh, saw for what, sure. You saw what happened to the U.S. in the World Cup. 
they got slapped through my arm by Netherlands because they knew they were inferior. Yep. And and they tried to do that 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 balonazo, that that bunker ball USA classic Bruce Arena style <laughs> over there in the World Cup. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm just trying to find <laughs> like a, a golden, you know rainbow somewhere i mean there, there's we're i don't think u.s is that far ahead of us look we I, just I agree with you i agree with you like look the the hit you know the, the the numbers speak for themselves right like on paper we're better or whatever at the end of the day though like we still have to beat them and we're not and we haven't been doing it for the last two three years right so something's got to sure. change and and uh, yeah, honestly, like honestly, um, I feel more embarrassed today than that seven zero golazo that Chile gave us. Today was fucking horrible. Like on the field, sorry, excuse my language. No, you're good. That was bad. Yeah, we talked spicy in the cantina. Yeah, man. Oh, really? <laughs> um, that seven zero was bad though. That that was bad, man. But but we knew it was a you know that shit happens, man. Sometimes you have a bad game, but but this they dominated from the first minute it, it could have been 5-0 honestly easy i mean Pulisic missed that easy shot yep um who else missed? yeah i mean it, this could have been a lot worse than what it was honestly and it was but it was not remember that 7-0 dude no i remember fish box no no all right <laughs> it wasn't a nice experience i remember but look brazil got slapped around by germany too i mean it happens like that's once in a lifetime bullshit you know yeah but a domination like this that's 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 rough man uh we have al pastor our, our one of our reoccurring guests here but um yeah i'll have a one BS. second go ahead Ramiro, i'm gonna give you a silver lining all right <laughs> We're about to get a new coach. All right. We give it like two more months and we have a new coach. There's our silver lining. It's like, hey, look, this car is total. But we, at least we have a new chauffeur. Yeah. Al Pastor, what you got for us, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, going off that silver lining right there, you know, the rumor is that. He wanted to talk to players at the center circle, and they all blew him off and just kept going their way. If that is true, he should be gone just for that alone. Obviously, he has, like, no control of the locker room whatsoever. But my point is not about him having him gone. I think we all said that, you know, if Mexico shitted the bed in the World Cup, that the good news that would be that the Federación will get their act together. And that never happened. They came out and said they had a 60 days to come out and look for oh, something. Sorry about that. No, they said they were going to take 60 days to do the best thing for Mexico. And what happened? We're even worse off than we were in Qatar. Like, literally, this project has no head, feet, legs, nothing. And then I, the thing with U.S., you know, they'll think they're better. They think they own Mexico. No, man, you're playing against the brown paper bag full of shit lit on fire. Anyone can beat that. Like, this team has nothing. doesn't mean the U.S. is amazing. It's like uh, Romero was talking about, you know, just like the team. Their team is trash at the club level. But at the national team level, they got their shit organized. And I know Jolie, you know, says that, you know, they don't leave their players you know, leave for that much free. But tell me if you ever heard any of these guys, Josh Winder, Barry, Kobe Henry, Jose Gallegos, Flemmy, Diego Luna. You probably never heard these guys, but you know who these guys are? 
These are young players that are leaving USL, their second division, to teams like Benfica, Rhyme, Sul, Sale. Like they're leaving the top, not top, but like middle of the table teams in Europe for 300000 500000 a million. They're exporting. And the U.S. has that benefit that they don't need to take the big money now that USL teams are exporting players. You see Liga Expansión exporting players to Europe? Not even Liga Mekis exporting players to Europe. I, You know what I compare this to? I compare this to Mexico, to England, where the league is amazing, but the national team sucks. And I compare the U.S. to France. If you ask scouts around the world what's one of the best like scouting leagues, like development leagues in the world, they'll tell you France. The talent in France is crazy. But no one thinks their league is amazing. No one thinks MLS amazing. But they're developing players. France is developing players. And it shows at the national team level. Mexico is doing nothing as far as development. It's not. Like, just because they play all these tournaments around the world. And what? That's not development. What were you doing for the next step? What were you doing for the next step so they go to Europe? So it shows on the national team level. It's all about money. I think uh, his name Charles was talking about. Yeah. That's all I care, man. It's just the money. I'm not like, convinced, though, that going to Europe makes you a better player. We've had a bunch of players that went and they came back on loan. Now they're back in the Kaksan stuff. Like, you don't come back. <laughs> you don't come back like, oh, I'm European well, that's now. That's what it speaks about the development, that you're not developing them. I saw somebody the other day tweet that, uh, what's his name? Jurgen Dam is a true example like the small Mexican mentality that he had like a UA he had like a European passport so he could have left Europe and he never did because he stayed here for the big bucks. I'm like Jurgen Dam sucks. He tried out at like United and he got cut because he sucked ass. He saw he saw what we all saw. Jurgen Dam sucks. He has no technical ability. He's all speed. He has no brakes. He has no defensive ability. He's like the 99 cent version of Chucky Lozano. And I don't blame him for not leaving, even if he has a passport, because he's not developed. He has no talent. So that's what I'm saying. We're not developing players, man. I think. All right. So I I agree with you a a little bit. Like Mexico has shown that they can do really well at the youth level. Right. We have two World Cups. uh, And I think this is where we're fucking up is the handoff from, let's say, under 17, under 20 to actually making your debut in the professional league something's missing there. We're not doing something correctly. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's slowing down the process. I don't know why they're 20, they're 22, 23 years old. And they're, they're like, Oh no, he's not ready yet where we have Mbappe winning world cup at 19. Right? So there is a huge disconnect from that and, and getting your debut and getting minutes in, in Liga Mekis who mentioned, you know, because of the amount of foreigners that are taking up spots, that could be one of them. Yeah. But we also have the main one. We also have young players that are going straight to Europe without even debuting in Mexico. That happened to Carlos Vela, right? Giovanni dos Santos. Like these guys went straight to Europe. No one's holding them back. No one's holding them hostage. We we've done that, and it hasn't really come out to fruition. Like Bizuto, right? He went to Lille. He got injured, unfortunately. He won a. He he was part of the 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 championship team with Lil, but he didn't he didn't really part. He was injured. Now he's back at Tigres. It's like we look at Lightness, bro. Like we sent him out. He he won a championship with America. He goes he goes to Betis. Maybe he picked the wrong horse, but these players are not going out in Europe and 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 being successful. And I I don't I'm not convinced that we should just start throwing everybody out there and and seeing what sticks. 
Yeah, well, just really quick. See, the, the whole thing with the players and, and the foreigners, the biggest money makers for uh, Liga MX is selling players. So there's there's a big, big, so, you know, it's it's uh, cheaper for them to buy South Americans and then they sell them for two, three times. And so they make, that's how they make a lot of money. And, and to they, each other. Well, they still make money. And, and there's also that whole corrupt stuff where we can't, where there's a lot, um, you know, you know, money laundering, and that's what's used as well. And and you had a lot of teams, including Atlas, a, a bunch of teams, uh, Querétaro, and all that. They were, you know, that where cartels had already were using them to. Uh, Necaxa is another one, and and these all teams I mentioned, you you could Google and and you'll find um, articles on that. Um, on how some of these teams have been infiltrated, and that's I think that's still going on with. But you with need the find articles. They're doing it right in your face. Well, I mean, I'm just just saying because I, I don't want this to be a trust me, bro, but more of like what I'm saying is is verified stories that have happened, and and a big reason why they got rid of promotion relegation because. It was easier to infiltrate a new team coming in or, or teams needing money. And so this way it's sort of like you know who the owners are and it's it's easier to have control over these teams and, and to see what's going on. Um but that's the whole that's the thing. And, and like Jaime is saying, that disconnect. Well, yeah, you'll have some younger guys from like under under 15, under 17 that did well, and then they go, they return to their clubs. But you have all these other players already taking up the spots, so they just they just send them to the background and to these under twenty leagues and whatnot, and they sort of rot. But again, I mean, I I do think by changing the rules for the um, second division Liga de Expansión, whatever they want to call it, I do think that's where we're going to start seeing um, you know all of these players start getting their their just due. And no. and all the foreign coaches that are in Mexico, who is the foreign oh, coach going to play? The young Mexican club yeah. player or the foreigner that is promoter that got yeah. a job is going to is going to tell them. Yeah, and that goes with the corruption and Tom. Like, there's that promoter, that agent sitting right there in the VIP suite with all the FMF directivos as well, which is Nick. Yeah, it just shows you, like, everything goes on with it. And, you know, like, Ricardo, you're an America fan. Like, I'm not an America fan, but I look at Henry Martin, and I see that he's a player that shows up in regular games but doesn't show up in playoffs, doesn't show up in important games with Mexico. And you have him coming off, like, you know, that stint with America, nothing in Liguilla. And you have a guy like Santi, whether we think the Dutch league is a farmer's league or not, he's coming off a great season. And you still have no re- reason to start him? Yeah. Like, like why are you it's not starting him? Like, what, like Tonio or like Tonio Rodriguez. Uh, he never gets called up to the national team. Cholo's owners, part of the national team board, vote for Coca to be coach. And now all of a sudden, Tonio starts getting called up to the national team. Like, you you wanted to reach our faces, man. Like, they don't give a fuck. They're just about here to make the money. As long as the money keeps coming in, the moleros keep filling up. That's all that matters. That, that's why uh, 
I always thought that Trump had a point when it came to the Mexicans. Because I think he was trying to save Mexican football. Because when I see the TV, I see all those Mexicans in the stands. I feel disgusted, man. Because it's their <laughs> fault that Mexico is where it's at right now. They, like you said, they keep buying the shit product. Why, why do I need to change my shit product if people keep buying the shit? And, and, reg- and regarding Henry Martin, you're right. I, I mentioned before that uh, I went to Las Vegas like uh, la- last month. And I, I got a, I got a, a, I got to experience one of my dreams. That I always, I wanted to go see David Copperfield. And uh, I think uh, Henry Martin and Alexis Vega can give that guy a run for his money with the disappearing <laughs> mask. Oh, <that> lady. <laughs> they should call him Alexis El Prestige Vega. I, I, don't, I think you guys are a, a bit harsh with FMF. Uh, I do think they've been doing a lot of things right. They're not always going to get it right. Um, you know, they always look to bring in a top coach. They brought Martino. That's as top as Bro. you can get. I mean, you guys don't like him, but his resume where he, he coached Barca, he coached Argentine national team. He's been at the World Cup. I mean, he's done it all as far as like when you see what the media would had the expectations and even the fans and and they brought that guy yeah he didn't do good he didn't do that bad either because max elimination was basically came down to goal differential and he quit twice on the team he he did and he and he gave uh, up that game against argentina he should be investigated for hey and is it bringing in a top coach or is it bringing in someone that you're gonna pay very well who's not from here so you're going to tell them, this is how we do things, and I that's, need you to do things like this. That's what the well, fans were asking for, man. I mean, you, you guys were asking for that. The, the you guys hate fans, nationals. Though. No, even in Mexico, man. I, Wait, I, you just might be in the minority. Re- I know, but we're in the minority here, man. Uh, now, they- here's the other thing. If we want to talk about doing things right, then why didn't we give the team over to Jimmy Lozano? Why didn't we continue I wouldn't, I wouldn't that have given it to Jimmy. Change? Taking us to the Olympics, getting us medal, knowing the lower ranks of who's coming up and what the good generational change looks like. I we Tena got a gold, gold medal. You, you guys hate Tena. Tena won the gold medal. Jimmy exactly. would have been a great Brazil, assistant. Dude, in the finals. I'm not ready yes, to I get, would take him as assistant. I would take him as assistant, bro. You can't just give him the national team. But yeah, but he didn't, he, he didn't want to be an assistant. That's part. That's that's part of it. Well, yeah, that's true. See, you gotta. Yeah, sometimes. It, it, so sometimes you I gotta just, take I, him for the I team. I still stand by this. I want. I want the most indigenous-looking guy <laughs> in Natsuquadel. <laughs> that's who I want them to to, to bring yeah. in once the, once they replace. Uh, you know, Coca. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I no, I want to see Natsuquadel in there. Natural gonna emerge from the water. I want, like, I want him holding his wife in his arms for a picture. I mean, nice. <laughs> it's either him or Chima Ruiz. No, mm-hmm. mames, way. I want to see that. Chima Ruiz, nah. his wife, in the Melvin Eagle Brown, Melvin Brown. Let's get Melvin Brown. Wiki. Wiki Dios. Hey, Abdias, I was gonna ask you a question. You guys were on the brink of. Uh, acquiring um, two players from Santos, and they both failed their medical test. 
<laughs> they did. I I haven't really been. I I've been seeing it. I haven't done much digging into it. And now we're scrambling, right? Because we let go of our defenses, right? Katas out, Vaca's out, and now the two that were supposed to come in are not. So, and as always, now starts the rumors of we're looking into South America. That's not going to be the move, guys. What are we going to get? Another fucking Funes Mori coming in for just one year to just kick it? No thanks. What happened to, like, your guys' academy? Like, you guys don't have nothing in there, man? Nothing in the bullpen? They had a really good academy for years. Man, one Mexican team has an academy right now except, like, three or four. Chivas, Pachuca. That's about it. Exactly. What was that? What was that Uruguayo guy? Um, his name was with an M, Macarian or Mac. Who are you talking about? What was his? He was the coach, Sur coach from Uruguay. Yeah, Macarian. Yeah. yeah. He used to play a lot of the youth. Man, I remember watching a Chihuahua game one time, and there was like almost twenty Mexicans in there. Man, I was like, that was my ideal Liga MX. How long ago was this? Oh, dude, I can't remember, man. There's the answer, man. That was my answer. That's all I wanted to hear. Like, <laughs> hey, man, like, I know, like, we rip on MLS a lot, but I said this before in this podcast. Go to the MLS website after the weekend games, and they'll show you, like, the top five players under 18 that played. You got guys scoring goals, assisting goals, playing 90 minutes. That's what I mean by development. Bringing the players, we're getting playing time. They're giving, getting the playing time. They're getting the playing time with quality players too. I mean, there's a lot of quality players, man. But but you know, these a lot of these dudes wouldn't wouldn't start in Liga MX. Here's the problem, man: is the expectations of of Liga MX are too high. Like we are on our on a good day in the top ten in the world as far as league. We can't go back to being an experimental league and you know nobody gives a fuck about the mls right so they can have they can just keep you know debuting all these players and and no one's gonna blink an eye because no one was expecting much anyways obviously you bring in your dps your messies to try and balance that out but mls is like kind of like a sandbox you can just whatever dude no one's no one cares no one's blinking no one's watching anyways so, like, with Liga Mekis... that doesn't make sense because it's the same thing with Liga Mekis. No one cares about Liga Mekis Bro. outside of Mexico and U.S. Have you seen the you TV ratings? Me? We outperformed Champions League, dog. Yes, that's exactly. what I'm saying. In the U.S. In the U.S. In the U.S. That's no what I'm saying. You need, Liga Mekis outside of here. You don't need, you don't need outside Spain, of here. You tell me in France, you tell me in England and Australia and New Zealand, they care about Liga Mekis and they want the standard to be high because they care about the quality. That's a lie we tell ourselves. We care tell about we care about Liga Mekis here in the U.S. We care about Liga Mex in Mexico, but in Guatemala, Colombia, Brazil—they don't care if you're debuting sixteen-year-olds and they're not ready, or if you have Guignac playing in Tigres. They don't care about none of that. It's yeah, like go ask go ask in South America about Chivas. Pretty much no teams know about Chivas. They know about Medica because all the foreigners that have come out of South America. And oh, play- okay. People man. know about so Chivas in you, South America. You drop Chivas in South America, I, I people respect nah. that, bro. Yes, they do, man. I you know Paraguay. it from Libertadores. Uh, but like, from well, Libertadores, they know, you're a soccer fanatic. But my point is, like, to your casual fans, like, same thing. Outside of the U.S. and Mexico, no one cares about Liga Mekis. 
But there's if, enough. If, if there's that enough. Hyper league, look, but why do you? Why do you want them to care? Like, why does that matter? It's not going to make a difference. No, my my. I don't want them to care. Your your so argument, argument is that we're not playing youth players because Liga MX has such a high standard, and MLS can waste its time playing sixteen and seventeen year olds because no one watches it and no one cares. It's the same thing about Liga MX. Outside of Mexicans that watch Liga MX in the U.S. and then Mexico, Canadians, Americans, you name it, could care less if Liga MX has stars like Gignac, and they're also playing the random seventeen-year-olds who we can develop. Do, do any? Let me let me ask you this: Do are any of those scrubs that you mentioned for the the super that the that the MLS produces the 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 kid the teenage phenoms that are going to be the next Pele like Freddie Adu and Freddie Boo Boo? Yeah. Uh, are any of those guys that you mentioned? Would any of them start for America, Cruz Azul, or Chivas right now? I don't think they do. Yeah, they that's won't. where it matters. Well, yeah, and it's also a numbers game. No, you know? no, but 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 this is the opposite. Then, okay, let's say none of them start for America, none of them start for Cruz Azul or whatever. But you don't have no youth kids starting for America or Cruz Azul that are Mexican. So at least they're getting a shot over here. But they can't do that well, here, bro, because we have Liga Mekis, we have a short season so format. No it doesn't. We yeah, don't make that's, the same argument that we criticize Federativos for. Look, Your dude, argument is these we, kids are not ready to play for our Liga Mex powerful team. So why should we give them a shot? You have that's to bring Omar. somebody that is ready. Let's bring in the foreigner. You have to understand yeah. a couple things. Number one, again, going back to the expectations of the league, they want to see a high quality product. Number two, we are designed for, you know, like instant gratification because of the short season. You have 17 yep. fixtures. You have a playoff. You don't have time to debut these players and give them uh, a leash, right? So it's like we, we we can't do that in our league. We just can't. And what, what, what we That's should do, this is what we should do. The the Liga de Expansión, the second division, there should be no foreigners in there. That's where we can experiment. That's where we can debut. I think that's, I think that's what it is now, isn't it? I don't think so, they bro. Only, they only put three. I think no, three or four. No, yeah. it, 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 if, if only there was a way of knowing. Our it. second division should be that opportunity, that one. sandbox. <laughs> it is going to be that, though. It, it, that, that's it's, where I've been. All right. Hold on. I, I'll bring in some, some info on this one. So it's going to be a little bit different. All right. So the affiliate groups, so like um, Tapatillo, they yeah. have to play with only Mexicans. They cannot bring any uh, four. Well, I mean, that's, that's like, a given. If, Come on. I know, no, but hold on, hold on. Like if Cruz Azul, if Cruz Azul has, if Cruz Azul has their their affiliated team in the second division, they have to play with nothing but Mexicans. Now, if you're like, I don't know, let's Cancun. call it Lobos Negros, Cancun. Okay, yeah, yeah, right? I get what you mean. One of those shitty ones that then you can bring in. I think it's up to four foreign nationals to play on your team. You, you're okay, still so limited. The, the, the teams that are affiliated, the second division teams affiliated. To first division teams can only field the Mexican players. Yes, that's exactly. But if you're if you don't have a team in first division, you're because you're like your own team, like Morelia Irapuato, then you're allowed three or four foreigners. That's it. That's exactly ah, what's happening. Right okay. There. And See, then that's, a certain I, I love percentage, if like so, those guys that can bring in foreigners, well, a certain percentage of your Mexicans have to be under this age. Right, See, and it right. makes sense because those. 
because they're they're thinking of like opening up the the um, promotion again. We gotta we gotta treat this like baseball, man. You got your fucking you know AAA team. That's where you put your your you know your talent at. And once they start yeah. performing well, guess what? You promote them to the to the first division. That's what Chivas have been doing. The problem is all the other seventeen motherfuckers aren't doing it. Chivas are the only team doing it, so it's like. <laughs> Y'all need to pick up the weight, bro. No, they, had, they had no choice. They had no choice. They weren't doing it because they wanted to, you know. Like before when they were able to pick players from the other clubs, they weren't exactly pouring that much money into their youth. Yeah. Uh, I think Elbow dropped off, but he can – I think I just got him back on. Uh, we're, we're, we are getting close to the two-hour two mark, but uh, keep going. Go ahead. No, we were. You dropped off. Where where did you drop off at? I think I caught a little bit about the uh, treating treating the second division as a as a minor league. uh... Well, yeah, that's what they did. The 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 league just made it to to be like that. No, I didn't. And uh, yeah, I mean. You have to have some sort of development system, and if, if, if that's it, then then yeah. I mean, if you have to treat it that way, you have a, a kind of a triple A or double A, and and so on. Yeah. Until you. It's just gonna. It. Yeah, it's just gonna take two to four years to see results, but I mean, it's there. So back, it sort back, of takes. So back when I was coaching out here in the in, in the Bay Area, uh, we we tried to do that with the club. So. The one thing, and I got to assume this is this is more uh, complicated at the professional level. Um, it's it's the whole getting. You have to be. You have to get coaches and 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 front office that are all on the same page, because if not, it just doesn't work out. And we tried to do that when I was coaching, and the different coaches wanted to do their own thing. Uh, you know. It just it becomes complicated. It can work, but you really have to work hard to get that 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 chemistry at the front office and coaching level, man. And did it work out? Um, all not of it. For, no, not for us because the, uh, like our our team was uh, the the team I was coaching was happy to feed uh, feed the team right above us, right? So we would have been like the triple A team. Wait, the was old... this football or were you coaching? No, no, I was coaching football. football. Coaching? No, 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 football. Oh, right. uh, I was uh, coaching uh, U19s. Touch, touch ball. <laughs> touch, touch, <laughs> but, but the difference between football, and I, I like that comparison that Jaime said about the baseball, about the double A and the triple A and the minor leagues. Because uh, now that he mentioned that, they interviewed, I was watching... Uh, they, I forget for what team, this tall white guy. I think he plays for the Pirates. They were interviewing him. A guy, a guy was interviewing him in Spanish, and they were talking to him about how uh, how he knows Spanish, right? And he said, oh, because uh, in the minor leagues, it's full of Dominicans, full of Cubans, full of Puerto Ricans, right? And they all understand that they if they don't make it, their family doesn't need it. And that's what he said. But the difference between baseball and football is that if you're not good if you're not good enough to cut it in baseball in the minor leagues, you don't make it to the to the big leagues. In M in Liga MX, 
they keep they keep pushing the scrubs up to play even though they know they're not good. You know what I'm trying to say? Yep. Yeah. Um and it, and it used to be because there was a requirement from the league where certain amount of minutes had to be dedicated to players under the age of, you know, 22 or something. So it was like a requirement and if you weren't up to code, you would get fined. So a lot yeah. of the time there was just players just getting played for no reason just because they had to hit their quota. Right. So well, the reason was because we were trying to develop them for the national team because Mexico's always been struggling with developing talent, at least as of late, late couple, what, 10 years? And that's where that, what was it, Bainta Bainta rule? I don't know in. if I agree with that. Because, I mean, if you go back to that, you had Chicharro went, and his stats up until like a few years ago, like his stats on, on goal score. Goal scored per minute, dude. They were up there with some of the best strikers in EPL. It's crazy to see how, how insane, how good he was doing, and it just sucks he ended up with that coach, same coach in two different clubs. Kind of hated him. Yes, Moyes, and then that other the Dutch guy, also hated him, dude. He would make a stink face every time Chicharro was around, um, and that's just unfortunate because I think Thank he. Yeah, yeah, dude, he just—he didn't like him, dude. You could just tell, man. Um, Simple like, negative. Don't give you some butthead, man. <laughs> but, but I mean, dude, and and just his first season, over twenty goals across all competitions. That's why when I hear like, oh, well, he didn't develop, or we're not developing. I mean, Raúl Jiménez before his injury, I mean, dude, insane what he was doing. He he wasn't developed at Atlético Madrid or any of the Portuguese clubs. He was developed at America, you know, and 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 so I mean, yeah. But then Raúl Jiménez put on the clip, the kryptonite shirt, and he well, was I mean, here. I right? mean, but I mean, but we're talking about club club football right now. So, I mean, at, at least at the club level and and in Europe, you have these Mexicans that went over there and succeeded, and and they were developed in Mexico. So, kind of goes against that point of like. You need to go over there. And like Jaime brought up earlier, we've had players that went at a young age and were supposedly developed because they were there two to four years and then they come back and they couldn't even hold the first division spot in Mexico. Well, we've talked about this in the past. It's not so much that they lose it. Like they come back and they hold it for the first season, season and a half, but then they get complacent. They get lazy and they lose them. Well, I don't know about lazy. I mean, some of them, they were just Ulises Davila comes to mind. Dude went yeah, to Chelsea, was, got loaned out of, yeah. like, for, he never even stepped foot at um, Stanford Bridge, you know, professionally, and ends up going back to, what, Santos? He didn't even make it to the team there. Now he's, like, traveling all over the world, but... It was like in New Zealand or somewhere. Antuna as well, right? Same thing. I was about to mention Antuna. That she was goalkeeper. Godinho. He was in Portugal. Godinho. Yeah, Godinho. Training, training under the Spanish guy. I forget his name. But, uh, Javier Aquino? Come to me. No, no. No, no, no. Uh, the, the goalkeeper. Godinho. Godinho. No, Godinho. 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 no, the Godinho. goalkeeper. Casillas. Yes, Casillas. Training under him, you know. Seeing him on a day-to-day and comes back, can't even hold the Chivas but He lost it to a guy that had been in Tapatio all that time. Mm-hmm. So that's why for me it's hard to the whole go over there and then you're just you know you're gonna get taller, your dick's gonna get bigger and all that. It's, 
it just doesn't really happen, dude. If you're good, you're good no matter where you play. You know that saying they say, que es gallo donde quiera canta. Exactly. The cream rises to the top. I, I don't have an issue with the players going to, to try their luck in Europe, but if you're going to go over there and you're not Hugo Sanchez or or uh, or Chicharito who got the shot to play a big team, big teams off the bat, uh, you know, a picar piedra. You know, you, if you're going out there, aguantar. You know, you got to go out there yeah. and, and take your lumps and work at it, man. Well, you know, you know, and that's my thing. I'm not against them going abroad. I'm against the mentality that because you go that you're going to get better. Like it, almost as if it's a given or a guarantee. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't, I don't mind if a player is going to try their luck or or that's where they want. Like like Corbelin, you know, he went and he had his goal. Oh, not even Corbelin. Um, Pavel Pardo, dude, uh, at the interview. Yeah, he was, and, yeah. Huh? he was a little bit older and ended up over at Stuttgart, right? Yeah, yeah, but he had an interview and uh, dude, I'm forgetting the guy that sent it to me. I'm sorry. But it, it was a German really guy? good interview. Hmm? The German guy? No, no, no. Um, when, was one it Medrano Ma- or? Uh... No, no, I'm talking about uh, one of the podcast listeners. He sent me an interview okay. with Pavel Pardo. And and so I'm just I'm just apologizing that I forgot his name. Um, but it's very telling, the interview, because you can see his mentality. And, and uh, he talked about, like, when he went to Stuttgart, one of the main reasons was because he wanted to play Champions League. And he said the only way they could play Champions League, he knew it, like he knew it, but back then is they were first or second place. This was before the top five teams went. You know, it was it was just the top two back then. And uh, he had that mentality, man. And they go and they end up winning the league, which was massive if you think about, you know, um, winning the league in, in the Bundesliga when it's always Bayern or Dortmund, and they win it with Stuttgart, and then he does end up playing Champions League. But he had that that mentality, but and he he had already gone also developed. Yeah, yeah, no, and then you have like uh, Guardados. I think he well, what he played like a, a couple seasons over at uh, at Atlas. Went to was it PSV? Uh, he went to two, maybe? Deportivo, Deportivo. Deportivo La Coruña. Okay. Then Valencia. Then Valencia, right. Then, so, he, then he got loaned out to Bayern, Leverkusen, didn't do well, returned. And then I think that's when he went to uh, Holland. Yeah. And then uh, some of the other players that have done a little bit better went through the, the Dutch league kind of to get their feet wet, right? Yeah, absolutely. Massa, Salcido, uh, hey. Hector Moreno. Eba, I wanted to mention something about because uh, I thought I'm I'm thinking about a different interview. I was talking about uh, El Bebe yeah. Pardo, and uh, yeah. the, they interviewed this German guy, his teammate, and they were at, talking to him about El Bebe, and he was like, "Oh, I, I love playing with him." And he, I remember when he just came, like he to Stuttgart, he was a he's a good. Uh, you could off the bat, you could see he's a very good player, but the only thing lacking, he said, was that. That he's used to training only once a day, like they do in Mexico, mm. and that that's what <laughs> caught my eye. That's what caught really caught my attention. I mean, he's like, and over here we we're doing two uh, two a days training, two a and days. he didn't really like that. And that's what he said. Yeah, man, it's just a level of uh, competition and level of intensity in Europe, and I think 
I think that's the only thing that they have over Mexico. If I'm being completely honest, yeah. I don't, I don't think that it's necessarily like the capacity or the talent, right. Or the ability to learn. I just think it's like they hold themselves a little bit to higher standards when it comes to conducting themselves professionally, taking care of their, their mental health, their, their physical health. And obviously when it comes to training, like fucking going all in and like I said, training once or twice a day, a little bit more technical. Like there was a video of like, oh, look at uh, Cordova warming up for, for Mexico. He's taking it very seriously. And it was like him behind the goal looking at his phone, right? It's like, I, I <laughs> nivel this way. I nivel this. Yeah. You know, I, well, the short version of it is, uh, is you know, they take, they take their profession seriously. It's yeah. that simple, right? That's Where, exactly it. So I was listening to an interview from uh, Jimmy Lozano not too long ago where he was talking about how he likes to go in and watch other coaches train, right? And he was able to go see Pep Guardiola and a couple other really high-end coaches in Europe. And he said the big difference that I noticed between Mexican training and European training is that in Mexico, we train to stay in shape, while in Europe, they train to get better, Meaning they're doing two a days, they're doing more drills, they're doing they're going flat out in every single training. While here, hey, I just need you guys to stay crisp for the weekend. I just need you guys que se queden calientes. Yeah. You're just maintaining your level, but you're not evolving. And yep, and that, that was the big thing that he saw the difference between yeah. like the European mentality of yo. I'm here to grind. I'm here to picar piedra. And I'm I'm not entirely convinced that, I mean, I know in Mexico, it's not like we're too far behind, but I know that, you know, especially in the Premier League and, and, and the top leagues in the world, they have a lot of technology that they're leveraging, right? They're all wearing those, like, man bras. They're all seeing how much output they're doing. <laughs> they're they're analyzing tape. They're analyzing film. They're, they have a lot of data, and they're, they're leveraging that technology and, and looking at the efficiencies and, and all that stuff. So, Again, that's it's like another level, right? Like world class, and that's that's the difference, really. And I, and honestly, I'm not I'm not convinced that we're that far behind. It's just it takes a little bit more focus, and it takes it takes it takes someone that has a as a long term project and vision for the team for the country, right? I mean, you, like you look at Germany and like their goal of like winning the World Cup, like that was not like a four year journey. That was like a you know ten twenty year. They they thought this through. And they kept their coach for like a long time, right? So, I mean, that's what it takes to win a, a World Cup is a long project where everyone's on board. You have a certain style of play and you start that from the 17 all the way up to the professional top you know, level. By the time you get debuted, you already know exactly what you're doing because you've been in this, in this format for such a long time. What, what if I told you we had that, Jaime? At one point, we did. Yes, he did. Got rid of the guy who was overseeing the project. Yeah. Um. Really quickly, though, we are at time. I wanted to ask one last question, and I'll let you guys go one by one. So this is the question to end the podcast for tonight. Also, thank you for all the listeners that hopped in. We, we hope to, to see you guys next week. Um. But I'll leave you guys with this. Tomorrow morning, they announced Diego Coca has been fired. Who do you want as coach? Are you really asking me, uh, Jaime? 
You know my answer. Let's hear it. Nacho Cuadal. Nacho Ambris. Yes, sir. Okay. Who's next? I'll go in here. All right. So I have two options, right? So as we said, Nacho Cuadal. That's who I want. I want, like, wait, quiero ver la representación de mis primos, ¿verdad? Los que viven en el monte. <laughs> so I want to see those guys there. And if not, if we want to go more for like the white chickens, all right, give me Guillermo Almada. All right. Those two styles of play, I think can really take us there. I, I'd take a lot Camon. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'd put my chips with him, even though I, I would like some indigenous representation, some some Aztec, some uh, some like uh, elbow drops, and some uh, some Aztec warriors. But I think that guy's a good coach, man. And uh, he he really got my good side by beating the LAFC team. <laughs> and uh, that, that was like a double whammy for me because Chivas lost and then the LAFC lost. Oh man, I was I was over the moon. <laughs> Imagine that's what it takes for you to get over the fact that your team sucks ass, man. You have to live through other people's losses. <laughs> uh, who's next? We got Al Pastor. Would you, who, who, who would you who would you put in? Realistic answer, Ambris. It's time to put some national pride back on the team. You know, that Chivas xenophobia. But it better be a Mexican or no one else in charge. You know, have remind the players of what it means to sudar la camiseta as a Mexican, something that a foreigner can't do. But on a romantic choice, hey, man, the guy who's always brings the best out of Mexicans and feels like he's Mexican himself, Matias Almeida. He's done well in Chivas. He's done well in Greece. He's brought the best out of Orbelin. He brought the best out of trophies in San Jose. He knows how to bring the best out of players. He's a hard worker. He ain't bullshitting around. He just wants to win and create a good ambiance. But, yes, hey, give me a breeze. Give me a Mexican and put some pride back on the team. If not, Damian Mati. Is he going to take Chivander with him? Hey, he didn't <laughs> have Chivander in Greece, even if it's a fisherman's league. We might win the World Cup that way, man. No, do you need a Mexican? No foreign coach has ever won the World Cup. But no, honestly, I would take a Mexican. I don't think Jimmy Lozano's ready. Uh, ideally, I wanted Bielsa, and we had him. He had said yes. I wanted Bielsa, and I wanted Rafa Marquez as his assistant. So once Bielsa stood down, Rafa could take over. But, you know, that's a perfect lo logical world, which FMF is not about. Joel, what you got for me, bro? You guys are going to hate me, but... Oh, See, I, I like, don't say I like it. Nacho. Yes. I, I like Nacho, but... Keep there. Stop there. I, you're going to say Piojo. You say Piojo. I, yeah. I know you're going to say Piojo. Yes, I am. I am going to say Piojo. I think Nacho needs better players. Um, I, I think the one thing that... That Piojo has, he he could get some of these guys that suck to overperform. That's what we need right now. We need some of these dudes 
to perform in. I would I would much rather have Piojo about a year like a year before the World Cup, man. Yes, I would have taken Piojo December 2021. There you go. See, I now would be good with that too. Um, because he, he's a good man, I think. Put 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 my boy Piojo to uh, light a fire in their ass, and then uh, once once they're ready, you can hand it over to the other guy. Hey, it could be worse. It could be like the U.S. They're getting Greg Ballhalter back, according to the Athletic. <laughs> so they fired him. They hired a consulting firm to who see who's their next coach. They went to through two interim coaches, and they're bringing him back. All that well, money, nothing. No money. Hey, we're just, no we're money. Just gonna, we're just gonna pretend you stopped that. I like nacho. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, Look, I know you're gonna say piojo because you like to be edgy. Look, the piojo means yeah. we're the best, all right? He's gonna be on the sideline going yes. super saying, forcing the guys yes. to go ultra instinct. Okay, I understand <laughs> it and I get it. But oh wait, no mames, I mean that's a quarter point. I think. Have you not seen the if way piojo that he has the Luca performing? Tonight, there would have been more red cards, one including one for himself. That's all I'm saying. You don't know, True. man. We don't know that. No, don't wait, know. piojo le hubiera metido un pedazo a alguien. Like, and we all know that. Oh, yeah. Piojo would have been the first one to throw putazos today, for sure. Chris, Chris that's, that's assuming yeah, the team would have, would have gotten rocked. That, that's <laughs> assuming the team would have gotten rocked, and I don't, I don't think they would have. He, he, I don't think he, how was his record here in, in, in uh, I don't think, I think he rarely lost. And thinking of his matches. Um yeah. Know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now, Piojo's not the answer. I know he's a temporary fix. He's a he's a he's a cheerleader. He he's a he's a players coach, right? He knows how to get into the psyche of the players, get everybody on yes. board, and that you and know build, you need you need that. Good locker room. You need that. You need that a, a coach that can do that. At the same time, he's not going to elevate us or do anything that hasn't already been done, right? And if we really want to go next level and and take us where we haven't been before, if I had to pick a Mexican coach. Uh, all right, I'm just going to say it. Why not bring Hugo Sanchez back? Give him the shot. I know he's been inactive for like a decade, but at this point, I'd rather have Hugo than than uh, than Coca. As I actually like Hugo. As far as... Are you going to give him the 10-year process that he's asking for? <laughs> 10, year. 10 years and 80 Mexicans in Europe. I, <laughs> I, I think he should, he should get another shot at it. If I had to pick like... All right. Based on what we've seen so far, I do like Almada. I he was it, it sounded like he was going to be the coach. He he showed he could win with young players at Pachuca. I, I would have loved to have him on board. We would have probably been in a in better shape than we are now. And for my personal choice, I would love to have a Serbian back. We had Bora coach the national team before, and uh, for selfish reasons, I want Banovic to stay at Chivas because he's turned things around in in, in six months. I can't imagine what he would do at the national team level. And uh, maybe one day he can, after he wins a couple of titles with Chivas, maybe they'll they'll convince him to coach the national team. But, uh, yeah, those are my hot takes. couple titles in Chivas. Chivas wins once every 10 years, so in 30 years. Nah, man, we're going to be back to the <laughs> final next season. We're, we're, we're going to handle business. And... Uh, you're just gonna need two penalty How, calls. How, bro? JJ Mag broke himself again. No, not again. I have a quick hot take. Yeah. If Santi Jimenez was not 
Argentinian born, if he was like Mexican born, you know, like Omar Bravo, Chicharito, whatever the case. And after the season he had, would the media go, be going crazy? Would the fans be going crazy? Would there be no excuse for him not to be a starter over Henry Martin? I don't think I that think, has anything to do with it. I think he would, man. There I don't know. is no excuse for him to not everyone's, be a starter over. Henry everyone's Martin. embraced him as Mexican. He's embraced it as Mexican. I don't. I don't think it has nothing. Yeah. I don't think it has anything. So to why do with, is the world not going crazy about him not being a starter? I does, fucking does am. Does the team change if he's the starter? I don't think it does. Does the team improve with Henry Martin as a starter? No, I'm not implying that, but I'm saying it no. I'm saying the two open. options. It just seems like crazy to me. To me, I, I'm getting yeah. like Guille Franco, Chicharito. Vibes I was about right to now. say that, man. It's like the same scenario. For some reason, the coach just doesn't want to give him his flowers. And I don't know, man. I don't know what it's going to take Coca to get fired for for us to see that come into fruition. So we'll see what happens on Sunday, guys. We have an oblig, oblig, obligatory match against Panama for third place. No one really cares about. If you happen to go to that game in Vegas, you know, bless your soul. And um, you know what? We'll be back here next week with more Cantina action. Well, uh, I'm sorry I we weren't able to get to everybody on the request today. We had a lot of action, but, um, you know, come back next week. Follow us on Twitter, and we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good night.